Hello, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan Ripple. I'm Evan Spencer. And I'm Daniel Spencer. And today, I want to start with a pretty simple question. How happy are you with where tech is today? Athletically, academically, whatever you have on your mind. Evan, what do you think? Uh, I think we're in a pretty good position. I'm going to go athletically. Academically, I love tech and I always will. So not much to add there. Uh, but I think we're in a pretty good position. You know, all of our major sports, if you will, are doing at least okay. Football has seen the most consistency that we've ever had as a program. So I'm really, I'm really happy about that. We just kind of need a spark to get over the top and, you know, win some conference titles would be nice. But that honestly feels like it's it's close. Obviously, baseball has been growing, going to the NCAA a couple of years ago, and I feel like we're moving in the right direction there. Uh, basketball is a bit of a different story. You know, the men's team has needed some help on the injury side recently, and it's been a fairly consistent problem. So I almost wonder if it's more of a systemic issue than just like getting bitten by the injury bug. I definitely think the women's basketball program is uh, what makes me the saddest about tech athletics right now, because, you know, when I was at tech about 10 years ago now, geez, it felt like we were making progress at least to get back to, you know, maybe being like in the running for the WAC title for conference titles from where we were in the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s that's pretty disappointing to be like just looking for conference titles but i mean but compared to now where we're just like i mean we finished 10th place in conference usa last year in women's basketball i don't know if you guys knew that there are 14 teams and and louisiana tech who won the first two national titles finished 10th in a conference that's not even good so yeah i think that's where i was at when we were talking about putting this together i was thinking football men's basketball baseball i've kind of even forgotten that women's basketball exists at Tech, which is really sad when you consider where they were at at one point. I even think of the women's bowling team now more than I think of the women's basketball team because <laughs> of the success they've had. Yeah, and the, and the softball team too. I mean, shout out, shout out La Tech softball. Yeah, they finally unblocked us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It- and I so badly want the texters to get back. And I was really excited uh, when we when we brought in Coach Store, you know, after the whole, shall we call it, uh, mistake that was made before that. And, you know, it, it, in her first three years, Tech has been okay. But then last year, again, they took a nosedive and finished 10th in the conference. And that's just really unacceptable for the program that, that we are. I, I would say overall, I mean, as an athletic program, I like the direction we're heading in. I like baseball. I like football. Um, we're making strides in our facilities and in recruiting. And then also with football, we're putting players into the NFL. We've got 12 guys, by my count, in NFL camps right now. Um, there's obviously a lot of room to improve prove we need to be at least contending for conference titles Uh, but I think where we stand today is better than where we were 10 years ago when I was in school Um, again other than the lady texters unfortunately yeah I think that's an interesting point from where you started and where I started because I started at 2012 the football season that was the nine and three no bowl game year basketball that was the year they actually lost in the first round I think Mike White was first kind of getting his footholds in tech basketball there baseball was kind of a downer but we just pretended like tech didn't have a baseball team for a while but (laughs) now it feels like we're almost at the same place. There's not the optimism there was in 2012 of everything's on the up and up. Everything now is like, well, we've reached this place where we were in 2012 and haven't really moved much past it. 
You know, I'm going to play devil's advocate to Evan for a second and say, you know, I think we're doing decent, but, you know, we're not doing great. Uh, I'll start with football, for example. Football seems to remain consistently inconsistent. We're at the very least still managing the crank out bowl wins, which I'll take for now at least. But, you know, I would love to be competing for conference titles again and actually winning them for once. No, we haven't been able to do that since joining the CUSA. And as far as our other major sports like men and women's basketball and baseball as well, I seem to see one consistent issue, and that's conference play. We're starting out pretty well in all of these sports in non-conference play and starting out the season in the sake of baseball at least close to the top 25. Then as time goes on and conference play starts, we seem to take a nosedive, like you said, and we just can't manage to get over that hump and beat these conference teams and play well in the tournaments. But aside from those teams, though, I will say I have absolutely nothing to say to softball. They, they seem to be what we were hoping our women's basketball team would be winning conference championships. I would love to see us go farther with, with what we've got. I'm going to pull a uh, presidential debate here and ask for my 10 second rebuttal period against that. Cause you mentioned, you know, football, you said has been consistently inconsistent. And I know that, you know, we all want conference titles, right? We want to go 11 and two and at one point be ranked in the top 25. Right. But like, you don't understand, man. Like when I was at tech, we went four and eight, we went five and seven, we went eight and five and we won seven games in a row that year to go to the poinsettia bowl against TCU. And then we had the nine and three, which is, I think we would all agree is pretty much tech's best season really since we've all been paying attention and then four and eight the year after that but I mean since then we haven't had a losing season we have been to five bowl games I mean it's unprecedented so I mean I think that I understand the frustration but like you know how soon we forget like six years ago we we were you know lucky to be pushing for six wins and now it's like our worst season in the last five years has been seven and six with a bowl win you know so I mean I get it but at the same time it's kind of just like man we're building consistent consistency in terms of getting wins, building facilities, building up recruiting. So I think the direction overall is good, even if we're still getting maddeningly frustrated because we lost to UAB again or USM again, right? I think a lot of it comes down to what people see when they watch the game. You go to a football game right now, you watch the offense, it's nowhere near as exciting as it was in 2012 or 2014 or 2016. And I think a lot of people conflate the idea of success and fun because a lot of times it's fun to have success, but you can have success without it being a lot of fun. That's <laughs> really where your priorities are. That Yeah, that's certainly true. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely agree. I am definitely uh, spoiled here because I, I started <laughs> going to Tech in 2016. We were in year three of our five bowl win seasons in a row. And so all I've known is is Tech being a winning program. So, right. I wasn't going to call you out for that. No, but, no. I mean, <laughs> since you said <laughs> when I started, they had just gone the year before to the Independence Bowl and won. That was in 2008. That kind of gives you a little bit of perspective. You know, my four years there, we went to one bowl game and we lost it had a battle of bands on the uss midway it was awesome wouldn't change that experience for anything other than you know maybe the game (laughs) yeah maybe tech not losing but um so i just think like even for nathan i mean you you got two bowl games in your last two years right so i mean that's more than i got in four years you know so daniel you should in your senior year coming up you should get another bowl game in theory we'll get to our season preview late in a different episode but i mean our schedule's pretty week so we should we should be at least getting to six wins but i think overall we're, we're all sort of in agreement that we're at a good place it's not 
it's not fire and brimstone or, or whatever you want to say. No, no. Yeah, so real quick, how about you give uh, where you think tech is overall? At, just give it a grade, A to F. I'd say, I'd say like for tech, for us, I, I'd give us a solid B. I want to see improvements. I want to get up to an A minus to an A, obviously. You said B, right? I heard D at first. <laughs> Bravo, yes. Bulldog. Uh, so I'd give us a B. I think that I will probably give it a B as well, considering the point of it being on the up and up. And a point that wasn't made earlier that I would like to bring attention to is the, how well Skip is doing with recruiting for the football program right now. I think they're at 22 of their allotted 25 recruits or something like that for next year. Yeah, I think there's two spots left. Yeah, so 23, I think. Yeah, two or three spots left. And, you know, this is August, August 1st. That's unheard of that he is almost completely filled up his entirety of the scholarship offers i saw we rose up to 39th and i think now we're sitting at like 41 or 42 in terms of like the the national ranking so like of all the teams we're about 40th place class for next year so that's that's pretty incredible and obviously that'll change over time it, it really shows that we're, we're starting to become a school that people want to play at. You know, before I'm sure we would have difficulty even reaching 25. And now we're, we're filling up almost immediately because people see our name and they say, hey, I want to play there. Yeah, I think I agree with both of y'all. I would actually go more towards an A minus. I think that in 10 years, in 20 years, when we have a few down years where all the programs are struggling kind of at the same time, we'll think back to 2019, 2018 as thinking about, oh man, that was so great. Football, it felt like we were close to winning a conference championship almost every year. Baseball, we had a chance at being in the tournament every year. Men's basketball, we were a couple games away from making a push towards the NCAAs. Yeah, we never actually got there, but we were close. And I think that's something that you really take for granted when you're in it because all you see is the next step up and you're disgruntled that you're not there yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. And one of the things I'm really happy about is where the baseball program's heading at, especially with the new stadium and all the stuff that that will be able to bring to the program. Mm -hmm. um, as they announced JC Love Field at Pat Patterson Park, when they rebuild it, it will be rebuilt in the same location and hopefully open by 2021. Yeah, that's that's a great choice. I love that spot for the stadium, you know, right there on Tech Drive, right next to campus. I mean, the train track thing is awesome. And just me personally, I lived in those apartments that were right behind the outfield wall. So I I used to just go and like do my homework sitting there at one of those tables. We would sit back there and some of the some of the fraternity guys from across the street uh, would come over and heckle the outfielders. And it was just a great experience. So I'm, I'm really glad that they're rebuilding it there. You know, hopefully everything goes well. We can raise the money to do it right and, you know, hopefully get some pretty good improvements uh, to that stadium as well. I'm honestly thrilled at the fact that they're keeping the Love Shack where it is because I really can't imagine it anywhere else. It really has the potential to make for a really great atmosphere to watch baseball. And, and honestly, to this day, one of the best athletic atmospheres I've been a part of at Tech was in 2017 when we played ULL. And I think we won that game in 11 innings. It was crazy because I've never seen the Love Shack completely packed. All the seats were filled, the entirety of the hill by the train track, and people were just standing along the walls by the apartment. That would have been cool. That would yeah. be cool to see. So, you know, even, even better than most football atmospheres I've been a part of.
Yeah, and I also have some nostalgic memories. I remember sweeping rice at home. One of the games was won by a walk-off walk. (laughs) (laughs) That was exciting. But one of my favorite things about baseball as a sport is how different different ballparks are. If you go and you look at NFL stadiums or college football stadiums, they all look kind of generic and the same, especially once you're inside of them. There's a video board somewhere. It's kind of a bowl shape. You can do things architecturally are different, but a baseball field, there's so many different things you can do with it. I mean, even the field can be a different size. Yeah, like, you know, Fenway Park is like kind of ridiculous if you think about it. Yeah, and I haven't been to that many college baseball stadiums, probably just Techs and ODUs this past year, but I've been to plenty of MLB ballparks and each has a different kind of atmosphere to it. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things I loved about where JC Love Field was and will continue to be because there's so much you can do to just make the park unique in a way that you can't do with a basketball arena or a football stadium. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm excited to see what kind of improvements they can make to it because, you know, JC Love Field, uh, it wasn't perfect and there's definitely more that could be done with it. And I'm excited to see where they take it in the future. And speaking of the future, because that's the best (laughs) transition I have right now, (laughs) as we look towards the future of the football program this coming year, fall camp opened up on the day that we're recording this, which is about a week before we'll be releasing it. And so I'm kind of curious, what are y'all really looking forward to seeing out of the team in fall camp? So I think whatever position group you've seen on Twitter so far, yeah. I'm predicting that they're doing great. So when you hear this, <laughs> remember that I predict. No, uh, I'm I'm really excited about this wide receiver group, man. And that's kind of weird to say because we really only have like one dude coming back, right? And that's Adrian Hardy. Obviously, he's he's the no doubt. You know, led the team last year. He will lead the team this year. You know, we all saw what he did to LSU's uh, NFL talent or whatever you want to call it. But after that, it's it's like a wide open battle. But I'm still like really excited, and it just seems like such a stacked group so let me just go through some of these because a lot of them people may not have heard of before so we got this transfer uh from tcu who sat out last year his name's isaiah graham he's supposedly looked fantastic all year last year in practice but he obviously couldn't play because he transferred in so he could be a threat outside with hardy as well uh we got this guy malik stanley he's a grad transfer from south alabama didn't do much at south alabama from the stat sheet but he's very big he's six foot three so he could also add like a red zone presence there's a bunch of returning guys that saw some action and looked promising. Prezo Corey is a guy who's like a former track star, so he is really fast, obviously. Uh, redshirt freshman Wayne Toussaint is coming back. He's really fast as well. George Scott saw a bunch of action last year, so he'll be in that mix as well. And then obviously you got Smoke Harris, who I think we're all just like chomping at the bit to see more Smoke Harris. So <laughs> he, he's two for two. He's got two receptions in his career and two touchdowns and Sadly, he led the team in touchdowns at home last season. So two touchdowns at home led the entire team in terms of home touchdown catches they had. So hopefully that's not the case this season. We can see a little bit more of an exciting uh, passing game at home. It just feels like a group that should be stacked, even though every one of those guys I mentioned other than Hardy is like a question mark. But I still just feel super confident and excited about watching these guys play. Shout out Blue Tech Blue. He'll be out there every practice. You know, watch, watch on Twitter and join that site if you want to but super excited about about the wide receivers what about you guys personally i'm, I'm gonna shift it over towards the coaching staff real quick we just added a new defensive coordinator bob diaco as a head coach he he didn't have a good resume to bring to us but as an assistant as a defensive coordinator he's done pretty well and so i'm interested to see how the defense can adapt to his new system that he's going to bring so 
And he's got a lot of toys to play with. I mean, yeah. you got you talking about Amik, who is the best cornerback in the league. I don't care what that guy from UAB says. He's not the best. Amik no. is the best. And I don't know if Nathan wants to chime in with anything here. Yeah, you were you took offense. Daniel took yeah. defense. I'll take special teams. I'm really curious what happens at the punter position. Davin Dyer, who I always tried to spell his name upside down last year on the website <laughs> because he was from Australia. <laughs> he's possibly back in Australia. I'm not really sure where he is, but he's not with the program anymore. So really the main reason why I'm focused on this is because this is where brother of Jonathan Barnes could make an impact. It's a possibility he may play some snaps at punter at least through fall camp. I'm kind of curious mm-hmm. if he gets a shot there. Yeah, he'll be competing for it, I believe. I, I mean, gosh, special teams the last few years really has just been I don't even know what to call it. Atrocious? Uh, abominable? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's been really bad. And not just, like, the kicking and punting, but, like, coverage and, you know, kickoff units. And, uh man, I don't have the stats in front of me. I, I wish I would have pulled up the S&P stats. But they weren't good. So <laughs> let's just go with that. Yeah. Now, now, do you see Barnes potentially taking over the kicker's spot? Uh, maybe not this year, but, you know, in the next year or two? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think... Even when you look towards the NFL, we have a handful of teams that have a solid kicker. They know who they're going with every year. And then we have others who shuffle through kickers constantly. And it's the same kind of thing in college where you never really know who the better kicker is going to be. And kicking is such a mental game that you can go through funks. You can go through all kinds of ordeals and not be able to to be able to do anything. So, yeah, he definitely has a shot of being kicker or punter or wherever probably not a special teams returner but at least the two main special teams positions and yeah i just looked up to see what the s&p ranking was for tech in special teams last year there are 130 teams in the league oh god tech ranked 116th oh yikes just to rub it in a little bit because these are listed alphabetically ul lafayette ranked 15th oh well well that was unnecessary (laughs) well now i'm just mad yeah, I think I think fall camp's always a lot of fun. It means, you know, football's back, right? Like it's August 1st as we record this and Tech plays a game this month. Like how exciting is that, you guys? That's awesome. You know, it's it's always fun to watch. It gets to be kind of a grind and uh, you know, we're not even going every day to watch or anything. We're just kind of following along. But yeah, these these next few days I'm really excited to like see clips on Twitter and like see, you know, see the practice reports from uh from Ben Carlisle over there at uh Bleed Tech Blue and everything. And and so yeah, it's just a fun time of year, man. Yeah. On the second half of the show, we're gonna welcome Josh Farrar. Josh, say hi. Hi. So we want to move on now here to the CUSA media poll, which came out uh, a few days ago. Uh, Tech was finished to pick third in the West behind North Texas and Southern Miss, but, you know, ahead of UAB. So it's not all that bad. Josh, what do you think about that? Um, I think that North Texas is probably a little overrated, but I don't know enough about the West in general to give a strong answer on whether that is correct or not i'd say the top three teams in the west are definitely north texas uh louisiana tech and uab so leaving out us i'm there oh i hate them (laughs) (laughs) i mean we can't beat them but i hate them i actually hate uab more but that's recency bias yeah the main thing I i took away from this is north texas okay they were supposed to be stacked last year they they finished pretty well right they they, I think, were tied with us for second in terms of wins, but uh, we held the tiebreaker, so they were in third. Um, Southern Miss, I don't really buy the hype, to be honest. Um, I'm glad we're ahead of UAB because uh, I don't like UAB, so, you know, that, that feels nice. But but I wanted to look at a little deeper uh, and see 
I was just curious if they've actually been right. And so I went and pulled the data from the six years that tech uh, has been in CUSA. And to find one correct division winner, you have to go all the way back to 2015. They picked Western Kentucky to win the East, and they did. Um, and then in 2014, they picked Marshall to win the East, and they did. So of the 12 division winners in the six years since Tech has been a member, only two of them were predicted in the preseason. So um, that, that kind of tells you that like the CUSA is kind of always wonky. In our first year in the league, for example, Tulsa was picked to finish first in the West, and they finished sixth out of seven teams. So, I mean, that's pretty that's pretty rough. Uh, then the year that we actually won the West in 2014, they picked North Texas, who was pretty awful. I think they went three and nine or four and eight or something like that and finished fifth. Uh, it actually seems like even though the media is maybe a little closer uh, to the situation here, they, they don't really get it right. Last year, they picked FAU to win the East, which was a pretty standard pick. I think we probably all, all would have agreed with that and they finished fifth and went three and nine and lost to tech and gave us great memes north texas feels like a good pick to win the division but they picked them last year and they didn't win the division uab kind of came out of nowhere so uh maybe at the end of all this we'll be talking about utep and the uh division winners (laughs) (laughs) i really wouldn't be surprised if rice wins this year i think that that's a super long shot considering how poorly they did last year with their first year head coach and we'll get a little more into this i have a few more things to say about this when we go into the season preview but if not this year, I think they'll win it next year. I think Rice is that team that everyone forgets that's even in Kusa anymore that could come by and win the West. I mean, you caught my attention because I think Rice is going to be pretty pretty bad again this year. But uh, I, I look forward to <laughs> arguing with you later about that, I guess. <laughs> Definitely interested in hearing your thoughts there. Uh, honestly, you really got to take these uh, things with a grain of salt, especially in the West, because it's always way too close to tell. You know, your midseason favorite may not be the one who who even wins they may finish third you never know so as far as north texas i kind of agree with josh i don't buy the hype they seem to be uh one of those teams that plays really well outside of conference and they do decent in conference but they they lose a lot of the the games they really should win like last year when we played them they had that game you know it just slipped from their fingers so i I feel like they're like tech in that aspect games they should win they end up losing and so i honestly think of the three in the top three i really think usm is is the clear number one and I, I honestly have us number two Ugh, man so i gotta be honest i did totally forget about usm but let, let me revise my said the four teams in the west i wish i could forget about usm dude and, and, and honestly to talk about uab i mean so they they actually got two first place votes and tech didn't get any uh, I, I would say fourth is probably right for them. I mean, all the Texas schools except North Texas are going to be pretty bad, I think. Putting an asterisk on what you're saying right there. But. According to Nathan, maybe not Rice. But um, but so I, I don't know who would pass them up for that. But I mean, I know they just won the conference, right? But they lost so much. And just to assume that they're going to be okay. And, you know, we're tech fans here. So we like to toot the horn of the NCAA gave them all these concessions and let them, you know, recruit people who didn't have the grades. Go look at La Tech Report uh, on Twitter and you'll see all that. The argument made very eloquently, if I say so myself. But I, I just don't see it, man. I don't I don't think they're going to be good. And uh, Bill Clark's a good coach, but I just, this is feels like a rebuilding year for, for me. I mean, they still probably will beat us, but. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. That's karma at this point. <laughs> oh, I am reaping what I sowed. 
All right, so that brings us to our, I would say, recurring segment, but this will be the first one, what we're calling the Kusa Tweet of the Week. Evan, you want to take this one away? I was going to let Josh take it, honestly. <laughs> All right, Josh, you want to take this one away? Uh, um, Cody Rushy's tweet of talking about, um, I would say, so Tech Athletics put out a couple of uh, wallpapers for the offense and defense, uh, schedule wallpapers, and uh, Jamar's in one of them, and... Cody noticed something that I didn't notice. It looks like Jamar is wearing a lot of socks. This man looks like he was trying to go skiing or something, dude. Like, his <laughs> socks look very strange. And then, you know, some banter happened. Willie Baker said something. And then Cody comes back with a hashtag, we don't got no socks. Because <laughs> Jamar took them off. Oh, man. It really made me laugh at my desk at work. Just giggling to myself for no real reason. <laughs> we don't got no socks. <laughs> well, that kind of wraps it up for this week on the Go Tech Please and Die podcast. We do have a couple of announcements first. Evan, you want to go ahead? Yeah. So, uh, you know, make sure if you're following us on Twitter, if you're listening to the show, I'm sure you already are. It's at Go Tech, P L S D N T D I E. That's Go Tech Please Don't Die with no O in don't. You can also find us uh, GTPDD. Dot D-O-G. That's where you can find our writing and everything. Um, and the new announcement that we have is that I have recently made some stickers. Um, they're actually really nice. I'm really happy with them. They say, Go Tech, Please Don't Die. They have our boy Skip and our boy the Ice Cream Cone on them. And you can actually buy these stickers and you're not just like lining our pockets, making us fat cats or anything. You're really just helping us uh, pay for like the website fee and to host the podcast and stuff like that. So, but the stickers are, it's, it's $2 for one and $5 for three. And obviously any increments you want above that, uh, feel free. And the way that you buy them is there's a, if you go to gtpdd.dog slash store, there's a little form you're going to fill out there to tell me how many you want. And then I'll hit you up via Venmo uh, to get your payment. So, but yeah, if, if you're interested in these stickers, we'll be tweeting them out. Also, I want to do a special thing. So when this podcast comes out, uh, we will obviously tweet out a link to it and I'll let you guys know if you retweet that tweet that announces this podcast, you will be entered to win a sticker totally free. Maybe even three stickers. Hell, why not? I, I bought a bunch of them. So we're going to be having these all over the place. I know a couple of us are going to the Texas game. We'll have some down there. Stick them on Bevo or something. We'll see. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so so make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, that's where you can follow along with the contest, which we'll go in more detail about uh, soon. Until next time, I'm Nathan Ripple. I'm Evan Spencer. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Josh. And remember, Tech, go. Please don't die.